Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Uh, tonight, I really want to look at some of the first followers of Jesus uh, and just briefly talk, uh, talking about the disciples and, and what happens for them when they encounter Jesus. And so if you want to turn with me, we're going to be looking in Matthew uh, 4 verse 18. It says this at the start, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. So they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee repairing their nets. And he called to them too, hey, immediately they followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. I think this is an amazing story, that actually in this moment, their, their lives are radically transformed. And uh, to give you a bit of context, the Sea of Galilee is a, like a really large lake. Uh, and actually during Jesus's day, there were about kind of 30 fishing villages uh, that were spread really around the lake. Uh, and Capernaum was the biggest of these. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the testimonies that we've had tonight, we hear people saying that they are a follower of Jesus. And so tonight I wanted to just look at that aspect, what it is uh, to be a follower and, and what happens when Jesus calls us. Uh, and so really the, the first part I wanted to bring out about this is the fact that Jesus personally invites us to come and be his followers. Uh, in verse 19 of this, we read that Jesus calls out to them, hey, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. I will show you uh, how to be a follower of me. And uh, when you think about it in life, considering what you're going to do, where you're going to study, where you're going to go to school, those kind of things are a big deal, you know. Uh, parents start thinking about that when their children are, are young. And then as we get older and we think about whether we're going to uh, do a trade or we're going to go to work or we're going to study at university, it's a big deal. And we see in movies that in the States, that's like a massive thing, kind of where, which university you get into or uh, you get to wear like the kind of, you get a ring if you go to some universities or you get to wear those like sweet jerseys that say, yeah, I came from here or uh, but for, for in Bible times, actually, who you studied with or where you studied was really significant as well. And so uh, to become a rabbi was, was a great honor. Uh, and from the age of five, all of the boys would go to the temple uh, to learn Hebrew and to memorize the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. And if they did really well then they were kind of encouraged to continue in that and studying with the hope to eventually become a follower of a rabbi. That was like the ultimate. If you could do really well, eventually you'd get to the point where you could become a follower of a rabbi. Uh, and really, this, this was a big thing, and there were lots of rabbis, but Jesus was really unlike any other rabbi of the time. So any other teacher, uh, because... Uh, most people, most of the rabbis wouldn't approach someone to invite them to become a follower. It was like you had to, to kind of prove yourself and ask to be their follower. But Jesus does it completely differently. He turns around and says, hey, I choose you. I want you to be one of my followers. Uh, and that's exactly what Jesus did. And what's incredible is that Jesus chooses them, but actually 
Jesus chooses each one of us as well. And so we can read this and, and apply it to our own lives because he, he's amazing. I think it's incredible because I know myself and you know yourself. And I know personally that I'm not perfect. You know, I like to think that, you know, I've got a few things together. But really, we're on this journey. And the thought that somebody would choose me is kind of radical. The thought that actually, hey, I could be a person that someone trusts in, that someone, uh, you know, believes in, is a, is a radical concept. And what's cool is that Jesus takes a risk on us, knowing that we could let him down. That actually Jesus invites us, not knowing that we're kind of perfect, but he, he takes a risk on us and he says, hey, I, I know that you're not perfect, but I'm choosing you to be my follower. I'm choosing you to be uh, one of my disciples anyway. And when we see Simon and Andrew, they're just busy doing life. Uh, they're just working, they're just fishermen, they're doing their thing, and they're making a living doing that. And so that when we meet them, uh, actually we see them in this place, so they're just kind of busy doing their thing. But Jesus seeks them out, and he says to them, hey, come and follow me and be my disciples. And that's like us, you know, for some of us, we met Jesus when we were really young. You know, some of us, we've grown up in, in families that have been going to church, and that's an incredible thing. But for others of us, that wasn't our situation. And it wasn't until kind of later in life that actually we encountered Jesus. And he says to us, hey, come and follow me. Come and be one of my disciples. Come and be in relationship with me. And that's an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, I wonder for you, where were you uh, when Jesus first called you to be his disciple? I remember I grew up in a and Christian family, I went to an Anglican church as a kid, and I kind of just assumed we were just going along. And I remember one time going to a Parachute Music Festival, and I was driving home in the car from Parachute back to Palmerston North where my family lived, and I was having a conversation with my auntie in the car, and she said to me, hey, have you kind of made a decision to, to follow Jesus? Because I kind of just assumed that attending church and being a good kid in kids' church and, like, coloring in the lines, you know, those types of things when you're a kid. Like, you, you know, you're doing the things. You just kind of assume that that's a sure. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sweet. But someone said to me, hey, actually, have you made a decision? Have you made it your own personal thing to decide, hey, actually, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I know about him. I've, I've heard about him, and I'm making a decision uh, to, to do that. And I remember thinking, oh, I never really think that I kind of actually have done that. And so in, on that night in my bedroom, um, I just said, God, God I want to be in relationship with you. I want to uh, be a follower of yours. I want to be connected to you. And, and that's been the start of an incredible journey uh, for me, really, and just the, the amazingness of what it means. And for these guys, you know, the power of the fact that they, they were just doing their thing, uh, but Jesus said to them, hey, you're worthy to be called my disciples. I want to be in connection with you. So that's an amazingly powerful thing. And it says in verse 20 this, they left their nets at once and followed him. That's quite a radical thought that they didn't just kind of tidy up. They didn't put their fishing gear away. They didn't uh, kind of, like, I'm sure that, uh, I'm not a very good fisherman, but I, I imagine that there's lots of cleaning and stuff that needs to happen in order to, to keep your gear nice and working. And so uh, they didn't uh, spend time doing that. They just made a decision that at once they were going to follow him. And I think sometimes we think that to be a follower of Jesus, we, we kind of have to have everything together. 
Like we've got to be all sorted. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy to think, my life isn't quite like how I would like it to be right now. And so I'll wait and I'll make this decision when I feel like I've got everything sorted. Um, But often the the thing is that life doesn't quite work like that. And, and, you know, you know, you never really get to the point where it's completely sorted. And uh, so actually for us, there's an invitation to say, we don't have to have it all together to be able to come a follower of Jesus. And sometime in, in human nature is to disqualify ourselves. You know, uh, often I found it in my life when God's asked me to do something, my, my first instinct is to think of all the other people I think would be better at doing that thing than me. I don't know if you're the same, but you know, you get asked to do something and all of a sudden you can really see the reasons why you don't think it would work very well. <laughs> and that's like human nature. But the thing is, Jesus specifically invites us. And I think what's amazing is that because it would be really hard to put ourselves out there to say, hey, I'm worthy of being in relationship with you. But what's amazing is that Jesus says, hey, actually, I'm choosing you. I want you to be my disciple. I want you to come and follow me. And uh, he doesn't force us to kind of have to prove that we're worth it. Uh, but he says, hey, come and be a part of it. And I remember I remember the first time Pastor John asked me to speak in church. And for me, that was like this moment where I was like, oh, no, I don't think this is going to be a very good idea. Uh, but actually, uh, you think of all these other people and you think, wow, this isn't going to work. But it's like trusting in the fact that if God's asked you to do it, then he's given you what it takes. And it doesn't matter how everything else feels about it. So... Yeah, I think uh, for us really believing that we're worthy to be called as followers is very important. The second thing tonight that I wanted to talk about is the fact that Jesus brings vision and calls destiny out of us. And we read actually that Simon and Andrew, they already actually had met Jesus before this moment. And if you turn with me to John 1.35, it says this. And the following day, John, who's John the Baptist, was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to a place where they were staying, and they remained with him for the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon's brother, uh, one of the men who heard what John had said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. And then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. And this is a, a significant moment for, uh, for Simon, really, because uh, Jesus renames him. Uh, and for us, you know, in the Bible, we, we read that names have got a significant uh, meaning, that there's something important and, and uh, held in the power of a name. And uh, Jesus talked to Andrew and Simon previously when he'd been there, and they um, had been kind of preaching in the area. And so in first meeting Simon, he speaks destiny over him. And so actually by renaming him Peter, he, Peter means the rock or uh, the one I can trust. So the, the, really he's calling him out and he's redefining him. 
So before he's been uh, Simon, but now I'm calling you Peter. The one, actually what we find out about Peter is that it's the rock on which I'll build my church. And so Peter was a very significant person in the uh, New Testament, really, of uh, the place where the building of the church happened. And so uh, for him in that moment, I love that Jesus recognized in an instant what was in Simon and he called it out. And that's what happens with each one of us, that actually as we meet uh, God, he, he calls greatness out of us. He calls destiny out of us, even if we don't necessarily recognize it in ourselves. And what's cool is he, he paints a picture of what Peter is to become. See, because Peter means the rock and he's saying, hey, you're the one I'm going to entrust with building uh, my church on. And we find out later that's an amazing uh, story of, of Peter's life. And But he says, hey, you've been... Uh, uh, fishermen, but now you'll be fishers of men. That actually in the past where you've just been doing your thing, that actually now you're going to be someone who who gathers people. You're going to be a leader. You're going to be someone who who brings greatness out of other people. And uh, before this interaction, they'd been exposed to Jesus. They'd uh, kind of knew what he'd done. And I, I kind of imagine the conversations after those first meetings uh, because Jesus, they would have known who Jesus was. And they, they go away thinking, wow, can you imagine being a follower of Jesus? Can you imagine how, how amazing it would be? Because to be a follower of a rabbi was the, like the ultimate. And so they're saying, man, and they didn't kind of believe that that could really happen with Jesus. But he was saying to them, hey, come. They would have heard the stories of the miracles that he's done, the, the dreaming about the possibilities of becoming his followers. And see, when Jesus called him, they knew what kind of man he was and they were willing to follow him because they were thoroughly convinced that following him was gonna change their lives forever. And for them, they, they kind of realized, man, there's a cost with this. Is it going to be a cost? We've got to leave our livelihood. We leave everything that's familiar to us. We're leaving the fishing and we're going to do something different. But the cool thing was that it, it's kind of a, a trusting in the fact that they could trust Jesus, that if they were his followers, then he would uh, be taking care of them. And for us, I think, you know, it's, it wasn't always a guarantee of a, a smooth or an easy life. And it's interesting because, you know, we're, we're talking today about baptism. And sometimes that's a good thing to consider. Hey, actually, becoming a Christian doesn't mean that everything's going to be smooth sailing from then on. It's not a promise of kind of impenetrable life where you just like thing. But actually, it's saying, God's saying, hey, I've chosen you and I'm going to be taking care of you. You're my treasured possession. You're my special people, my sons and daughters. And it, and it gives us a hope to hold on to. I can hold on to this hope that actually you've chosen me, you've called me tonight. And what I love is that for each one of us tonight, Jesus extends the invitation to say, hey, come and follow me. Come and be my disciples. Come and be in relationship with me. And because God made each one of us, He knows the greatness that He's put inside us. And it's amazing that uh, he doesn't invite them and then kind of just leave them on their own. He doesn't invite them, oh, you, you'll survive. He goes up to heaven and he equips them and he gives them the Holy Spirit when he goes. But the power of the fact that they are uh, equipped and he's with them, and that's the same for us. And Simon and Andrew, they, they never would have envisioned themselves as being worthy to be his disciple. 
You know, uh, with Simon was a fisherman. He'd kind of obviously throughout the passage of time, he'd uh, been in the disciple, the, the learning to become a rabbi, doing the things at the early age. But over time, he'd kind of got washed out of the group of people that were uh, going to make it to be the follower of a rabbi. But Jesus says to him, hey, I'm asking you to come. I'm saying to you, I want you to be doing it. I'm choosing you. And that's for us this evening as well. We're saying, uh, he's saying, you're enough. You're chosen that actually you don't have to have it all together. And what's amazing is he says that to us as well. Hey, you don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have it all sorted out. Uh, But I'm choosing you and you're invited. And following a rabbi was, was for the elite that it was for the people who, who uh, really, they were only really invited if, if it was thought that they could measure up to the standard, if they were going to be able to make it through and uh, they were going to become like the rabbi. And I love that, that Jesus is different because he says, hey, I want you to become like me, but I'm not expecting this uh, kind of set of massive standards. I'm extending an invitation And I'm saying, hey, I want you to come and follow me. Do as I've done. Be a part of what I'm inviting. And I love Lauren and David and Liam. And so they've responded to the invitation to come and follow Jesus. That this evening, we want to extend that invitation to you as well. And, and they've invited you, the, the people who are here, but also uh, for others, just the invitation to say you're enough this evening, that God's chosen you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.